You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's a Friday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, on a very snowy Friday morning. It took its time. It showed up. Be careful out there if you're driving. Pack your patience. Don't drive all angrily this morning. I hate it. Hate is such a strong word. Yeah, but snow, no no time for that stuff. Um, we are live, if you didn't know by now, from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. That's the voice of one Patrick Dumas. Where's Matty Rose? I'm looking for him. Matty, he's, well, he's not here today. Uh, he's kicking horse. Today. He's kicking it at kicking horse? He's kicking it at kicking horse. Okay. Um, I'm not going to carve him like you guys carve me when I'm not here. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Carve. I'm above that. I'm above that. Well, we only we'll, carve after we're, you know, it's bored. You've been gone for too long. And then you miss me? Yeah, it starts like we start making fun of you. Do you yearn for me? Maybe a little. Yearn. Yearn. Word uh, of the day. If you were yearning for uh, Shan, he's back. Oh, he's here too. Shan, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. You didn't want me here, though. Where is? No, I asked why. Oh, fair enough. Hmm. Why? Happy to be here. Happy Friday, everyone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you're here. Takes four to run the show. Yeah, it's a big. It's a big <laughs> shine. It's a big machine. We gotta got carry here. the damn thing. The big show is such a well-oiled machine of broadcasting that we need like four people. It's like we're at the CBC right now, running a show. <laughs> it's like, like you don't have a researcher. Meeting. No, I don't have a researcher. Why don't I? <laughs> It'd be great if I had a researcher. Hey, here's all the notes from the Flames game. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here they are. Right here. Yeah, great. Uh, Flames win 3-2 last night over the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Dustin Wolf was good. Yeah, and I think he's earned every bit. I know we'll probably get into it, but he's starting on Saturday for me. Ooh. I know Croner uh, tweeted out something about uh, Dan Vladar. He'd be pissed if he was Dan Vladar. Oh, of course he should be. But, you know, like the difference was uh, when Dan Vladar let in the two quick ones, he let in that third one. Hmm. Dustin Wolf. He let in those two tips and he shut it down. He, he was getting and he was getting snowed in there in the first five, six minutes of that game. Yeah. I don't know what it is about flames and first period starts. <laughs> like it's just incredible. Did you see how um how befuddled Mark Savard was when yeah. they wanted to challenge the offside? <laughs> and then they realized that they can't challenge the offside. For the Carolina the second Flames goal, put because it into the Blake own Coleman zone. threw it yeah. into their own zone, yeah. he was exasperated. He was, That's, like, he was like, "God, I was offside, but I can't." He was so mad, and I like how they just talk into their sleeve like it's the total secret service. Yeah, they are the secret service. It's the best news. I love. I, I, I yeah, think it's cool. Hey, Jamie, we got a little yeah. chance for offside here. Yeah, uh, Jamie Pringle does a great job video review, <laughs> and even the goaltender <laughs> interference clearly goaltender interference. Oh, you can't pitchfork your stick into the like, goalie's you, shoulder. You couldn't see it from like the live shot, and then no. they show it from the up by because like the yeah. stick is black and the jersey's black, and you see him. He's just pitchforking them. Yeah, <laughs> I think like how many more times they wore in the blasty jerseys? By the way, uh, this is their it's their homestand. Uh, they're wearing, and it's probably doing the holiday rush. Like, hey, look at this alternate jersey. Bye, oh, yeah. bye, bye. Black. Yeah, new under the tree. Go right. by. Um, so what happens to Blasty when they're done? I think he's got a few more games the rest of the way. They just retire him? No, it's just the all. You know how teams throw out their jersey schedules and whatnot. Like the Canucks, I think, of no, straight I'm up. talking about the mascot blast. Oh, you're talking about the mascot blast. Yeah, what's well, happening yeah, to him? Well, he'll go work, work Wrangler games. they just games. hang him up? He'll go work Wrangler games okay. again, but he just won't work Flames games. All right. Uh, most uh, When trailing after two periods, the Calgary Flames, number one in the NHL, now five. I just saw it on Sportsnet. 
Five times. Five times. Um, that's going to lead to our text question today. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason why we have Shannon. Is to run Texty McTexterson, our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot. Good robot. Are you, are you ready for the challenge, Shan? I believe I am. Um, can I ask you an honest question? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Uh, what other shows do you do here? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> no, I want to know. I, I do. Why are you laughing? I'm asking a legitimate question, GVP. I just think it's funny. What, what do you do here, man? <laughs> what do you, what, what do, you what do? do? It's like an office space. What would you say you do here? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. I, wor- I worked aboard for a lot of Flames games, a lot of Hitman games, doing the Wranglers games, too. So I, I did my first uh, Hitman, uh, the pregame, postgame. That was pretty cool. You were on the air? Yeah, with the Zom. Oh, okay. How did that go? I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was a good game, 6-5. They, I mean, they okay. lost. but How do you think you performed? Uh, Were you happy with your performance? Were you a little nervous? I, I wasn't really nervous. I, I wouldn't say I was like thrilled with my performance, okay. but it wasn't. It was. I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought good. Good information on the uh, World Junior stuff coming. Oh, up, okay. So, yeah, um, okay. I don't. I don't make it any secret. If there's one thing that I think is so overrated and I don't really care that much about, it's the World Junior Hockey Tournament. Why? It's it's electric. Why is it electric? It's not electric. Every it's it's Christmas time. It's a cool little. Yeah, you know what I replace it with? College football bowl games. Yeah, you know what I like. (laughs) Hey, you know what the real (laughs) tournament is at Christmas time? The Spangler Cup. Damn right, Davos, Switzerland. (laughs) How dare you guys? No, it's fine. If you like, if you like the World Junior Hockey Championships, God bless you. I wouldn't say it's electric, but it's a cool little tradition. Again, yeah, because It's, it's easier to watch, obviously, when it's here in Canada. But you know what? We're done in the morning. And the games will be during the day. Yeah, so that maybe good. makes it a little yeah, bit. It's in, it's I don't like Sweden. when it clouds the evenings. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I'm not so anti World Juniors because the three letter network has done a terrific job of building that thing up. It's because it's literally baby. the rest of the world doesn't <laughs> care about it. Like, no. You go to these other rinks, like when they're in the Czech Republic or Czechia now, if you will. Like Canada's playing to like a there's quarter like the ring's not even quarter full. Because like, like these guys aren't pros. Yeah. We're not, you know, yeah. But we're, we're again, you love the World Juniors. That's fine, because I remember when I was a kid, really young. Because I watched, I started watching sports super young. Because I have like big, I told, I told the memories when I watched the '88 Olympics. I remember mm-hmm. watching the '88 Olympics when I was a kid, mm-hmm. very young. Because I have such a crazy memory. I remember watching the World Junior Hockey Championships when they were on the CBC, and it was like grainy video from <laughs> like the Czech Republic. Yeah, they're playing in Czechoslovakia. You old and it's satellite like, truck. Yeah, and I remember like up. watching those games where Canada's playing the World Juniors, and there's literally nobody in the arena. Yeah, like, and I remember that point, watching that the tournament World was like, like that. That tournament was nothing compared to what it yeah, is now. Yeah, but hey, again, yeah. full marks to the other three-letter network for pumping it up. I'm just not that into it. I'm just not. That's fair. I mean, I, yeah. I, will I watch if Canada's in the semis or like the final, or they play the Americans? That's always fun. Who it, are they playing on New Year's Eve? Is it America again? Are I haven't playing seen Sweden. The, I haven't or? seen the. Because the, the, the New groups. Year's Eve game is always fun too. You have the day after. It's your final group game. Yeah, and it's always it's always sucks when they have to play someone like. You know Luxembourg after <laughs> Boxing Day. Well, I don't think they'll be playing Luxembourg because it's like they beat them like twelve nothing, and that's just not fun. But if if it's a good, what's their schedule like? I'm looking it up right now. Games. Should I just wait for you as you look it uh, up? They're gonna play Germany on. Uh, oh, is it New Germans? Year's, New Year's Eve. So that's whatever. They on op- New Year's Eve, they're playing Germany. They yeah. open the tournament yeah, against sucks. Finland. Who's in their group? Uh, Finland, Latvia, Latvia, uh, Sweden, yeah, and Germany. Oh, okay. So they got the ho- the two. Two good ones, okay. and then uh, yeah, two Can- not so like the ones. tradition of watching Canada beat Germany on New Year's Eve. I guess but, they, because they want Sweden, Finland to be yeah. the New Year's Eve again. Game. You like the World Juniors? That's cool. Like I, I'd much rather watch NHL hockey than World Junior Hockey Championships. It's fine. Like 
that's your bag. That's cool. Like even the world cha- the world hockey championships doesn't seem to get what, a lot What if of play. I tell you the game times here? Okay. So uh, Boxing Day game, it'll be uh, well, you'll be out in, uh, in Ontario. It'll be eight thirty for you. Uh, and I'm then, not waking up at eight thirty. And then it'll be one thirty in the afternoon on the twenty seventh. Okay, that works for me. Um, and then it will be one thirty on the 29th, and yep. then one thirty on the thirty first. Now, which is also an NFL Sunday. So there's no chance of watching that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> this is this yeah, is no. this is my roundabout way of asking you this, Shan. Um, do, does family listen because they know I kind of throw you on the air? Do you give them a heads up? Go, I'm probably going to be on the radio this morning. Yeah. Well, I I come back. You know, it's like noon, uh, whatever, twelve thirty. I come back, a couple of tears pouring down my face. Like Shan, what did did he do it again? Do oh my he did, goodness, he did it again. Yeah. No, I. Uh, oh they goodness. listen a little bit in the why beginning. Did, why like, do you got to hey, paint me is, with this? Is he, is he joking? He, he's oh a, he's you're you're trying to think, like, you're trying to paint me as, like, Daryl Sutter. In the Mike history Babcock. of radio shows, <laughs> yeah. the producers have always been the ones that get the little flack, little playful flacks. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's That's getting what bullied it is. around no, here. He's crying. I know he's being facetious. I understand what he's doing. I did. Shannon is on. Is that, is that the big yeah. pigeon show? I have this hater. <laughs> I have a hater. <laughs> that's uh, that's a text. Wow, nine sixty nine sixty. Your thoughts on Shannon Azam? Okay, <laughs> is that the Big Pigeon Show? You guys should name your show that, the Big Pigeon Show. You guys big... called me a pigeon twice. Now. <laughs> he called you a pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Was he Claude or uh, who was that? James yeah, Van Reemsdyk. Was it Drew? Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 pigeon. That's fine. But you're yeah. both in for hour four. Call it Pigeon Plus. Ah, ah, Big Pigeon Plus. You guys are doing Hour 4 together? Yeah, yeah, me and Shannon. They got an NBA guy. Yeah. What? They yeah. got an NBA guy. Talking at 930. Never heard of him, and he works for Sportsnet. Who? Kai, Kai Gamage. No idea who that is. I don't know who it is either. He's a writer for Like, you guys, with all due respect to who is it? Kai Gamage. We couldn't get a little... <laughs> I tried, man. I got Like, I Eric Smith know. couldn't jump on or something? Like, tried hard for, for some... That's NBA. You want some, you want some general NBA, right? It's NBA okay. Cup. That's what they want to talk about. Okay, in season tournament because this market's on fire right now. The NBA oh, they're hot, hot, hot. I watch. I watch the Pacers <laughs> I, and Bucks. I watch Man, the, the Pacers, Pacers are fun Bucks. to watch. I love them. Yeah, Halliburton's really fun to watch. Yeah, he announced himself to the world, and it's the pace they play at too. It's, it's not like name, the seven man. second Suns with Steve Nash. <laughs> yeah, but in Amari Stoudemire. But man, it's fun to watch those guys. All right, enough basketball talk. People are like, stop it, stop it. We got to talk about those Calgary Flames. So, Shan, I'm glad you're here. I'm Thank glad you. you're going to do the hour with um, GVP. Thanks, um, sir. Brent Cron, Brent. our big show Flames analyst, going to join us at 8 o'clock. Frank Saravalli at uh, 7.30. NHL Daily Faceoff will join us as well. Look around the National Hockey League. And we're still waiting. We're still waiting on word of Shohei Otani. Yeah, where you've entered. Uh, well, Jeff Passan had a little note, I guess. Yesterday. It's kind of the same thing Morosi had, but he kind of put a time on it. He had 96 hours. Oh, my God. For okay. Shohei. That's exciting. So that that was uh, was yesterday afternoon. That will take us to probably now, uh, Monday. Now let me let me ask you this: the longer this goes, do you think that benefits the Blue Jays? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. He could take till New Year's. All I care. He can take till before right before spring training. Just show up, walk up, done eating, sign the contract. Here I am. Oh wow. Yeah, because let's not drag that it out. Global to superstar would do that. Let's not drag it out to February. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I think he's going to take his time. I think he does want it to before Christmas. I think everybody wants to get settled before Christmas and and whatnot. But uh, no news is good news, probably. Uh, I know there was the report that the Dodgers asked Joe Kelly, one of their pitchers, to hey, you want to give up seventeen? Okay, but why wouldn't they? Exactly. 
It's just like, yeah. Uh, Shoei, can you sign? But, ooh, sorry, you can't wear your number. You can't wear your number, man. You got to wear 69 if you play for the Dodgers. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's like that's, Shohei that's part 69. of the deal. Yeah. You got to wear either 69 or double zero. Which one are you wearing, Shoei? Because we're really staunch on this. Or we are not zero. budging on this. Double zero. Oh, double we are zero. not budging on this. Of yeah. course, I'm going to ask Joe Kelly and his sticking his tongue out at opposing uh, <laughs> players. All right. But yeah, it's uh, no news is good news in my eyes. Uh, so Frank Saravalli, uh, Brent Cron. It's also day five of our uh, Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. We've had some good prizes already. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I was actually thinking about on the way here, walking through beautiful, snowy Calgary? That last day where we're giving all 12 prizes at once? Oh, yeah. That's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, like... Like, what have we given away so far? Snapback hat? T-shirt, Nike golf shirt, $50 gift card. It's pretty good. Mm. It's a pretty good haul. That's a great haul. Yeah. It's a good scratch. <laughs> you don't have to do a dang thing yeah, except it'd be text good. us. So I'm thinking the last day, we got we to gotta make them earn it. Um, calls. You think so? I think you got to open it up to the calls. Maybe we have uh, Azam and Shannon, the pigeon show. The pigeon show. To do <laughs> the big pigeon show. To do the... Um, the giveaway. So here's a question. You re- I've I've written this down. I haven't consulted you on this because oh, yeah, this yeah. came out of my head. Okay. Because you're busy doing the Rose Report. There's no Matty Rose. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a little snow bunny today. He might not even snowboard. He says he might just uh, you know post up in the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, in a hot tub. Yeah. Mm, sit in his own warm filth. Yeah. 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 This segment brought to you by. Um. Anyway, <laughs> hot tub place in Calgary. Um, Paradise Bay. Again, I'm just not. <laughs> Listen, you love hot tubs. That's fine. It's just not for me. You did a read for uh, for one, I believe. Of course, when I you, did. When you, uh, first yeah. Year, you did if the somebody's going to sponsor in the show, like whatever, I'll when read you anything. Need a tub? Yeah, oh, I'm, no I'm, other way. <laughs> I'm just a pro. I'm just such a pro, a mediocre uh, broadcaster. So here's day five of the Wild Rose Brewery uh, text question. I want to I want to float this by um, Shan because he's the one who has to vet and yeah. do Texty McTexterson because I feel like Shan's a little nervous about which ones to put on the air. Am I am I am I off base on that, Shan? Well, we had an incident, so yeah. You let you let swear through. Yeah, a swear. I did. Yeah. Was that what you did? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I can't. Or he he said he put something that was a little controversial. A little. Yeah. 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 That could maybe get us in trouble. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, So here's today's question: The Flames come back to win games, like I always come back to blank. I like that one. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, listen, we're always going to get people that send something in that I just can't put on the air, but I like that one a lot. Okay. Um, would, if you didn't like judgment. it, would you say you didn't like it? I, I, I would. Okay, I appreciate yeah. that. appreciate your honesty. Thanks, uh, The Flames come back to win games like I always come back to blank. 960, 960, name and location. Um, you'll win day five of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas, so... We'll give those away around 845 with Brent Cron in studio. I'll, I'll, I'll bestow him the honor again of him picking the best one. Yeah, he loves that. He loves fun. He loves, he loves the pressure. Yeah, he likes that. Yeah, he's got picking these. paper and pen. So keep these rolling in. Uh, the Flames come back to win games like I always come back to blank. 960, 960, name and location. Um, this murderous schedule the Flames are on. All of a sudden, they have some big wins. Like, oh, they're never going to get through this stretch. It's very difficult. Carolina looked flat after that first period last night. Yeah, Super they kind of they kind of used all their uh, their chips up in that first six yeah. minutes, and then they 
didn't have anything going in the second, and Calgary had the big third. How much do they keep showing Rod Brindamore's scowl on his face? He got a lot of airtime last night. He did. Anger. I, they, they replayed the Darren Pang clip yep. uh, from Edmonton. Where they should have lost 50 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, he was like, like, Rod the Bot is, is as real as it gets when it, when it comes to how he feels about his team. Yep. And that's why I think a lot of people like him. Yep. Um, he, he had the comment on Frederick Anderson. Like, it, it sounds like he's getting frustrated with Anderson's constant. He's out. He's, he's out. out. He's got the he's blood for clotting. the year. Like, yeah, it's he, done. He's like, I think it, he was like, I think at this point he has to think about his general hell, overall health. That's instead most of important. even thinking about hockey again. As so I get that's frustrating. Last year in the playoffs, you lose all your leading scores. You can't score come postseason. You've got the second best team in the, in the conference. And then this year, you're down, you're using anti Ranta and Peter Kachetkov. As your goaltending tandem. Can I ask you a serious question yeah. before we finish your thought? Yeah. Are you pro or anti-Ronta? <laughs> I'm a pro-anti-Ronta. So I know. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Uh, but it, it was just, it's just, it's been like, it, they brought up the stat. Like, yeah, the Carolina somehow, it felt like it, they had the seventh best record in the NHL since October 26th or something like that. But mm-hmm. it didn't feel like that because this road trip for them through Winnipeg, they outshoot the Jets like crazy. Laurent Brassois stands on his head. They lose 2-1. In Edmonton, that's the old Oilers. They're just outwork you. They're just throwing everything on net and just seemingly goes in. And then last night, it's like, oh, well, this is the old Carolina, the way they started. And then they just didn't have that third, fourth gear to keep it going like they used to. And Andrei Shvechnikov missing the start. You know, he was he played, he took warm-ups, you know, then and then is a healthy scratch. So that, that was a, probably a big loss, too. They didn't have Shvechnikov. Yeah, um, Hurricanes, again, uh, after that first period, which again, it's just so inexplicable why the Flames start so slow. I I don't get what it is, and the and I goals... like that they started the Cadre line because GVP and I mentioned you know like hey Cadre might be that guy that you I thought to... he was excellent. He last was night. very good. He's that guy you need to tap on the shoulder and say, dude, go, and he needs to be that. And he showed that a little bit last night. Blake Coleman's also show... being that guy. He's playing probably his best hockey since coming over to Calgary. You know what I like last night yeah. outside of of course Dustin Wolf and uh, his performance last night. We finally saw it, and it's it's t- taken a while. The little little plays Huberto's making, mm. you know those little tiny like in a phone yes. booth plays. He, he makes had, a nice little pass. He had two He's or starting three to do with those. There. Yes, like the one to back confidence in the second period. Late in yes. the second period, he pushes it over to Backlund, and Backlund fake shot. Yeah, like you never fake slap shot. You never see that. Yep, uh, couldn't get anything. But yeah, Huberto. I think he's been good lately. He has been. And he's taking that the the the. He's wearing the whole thing that the Blake. Uh, that Coleman and Backlund have. You know, you're on with us. You're going to work hard. And I, I haven't really looked at the underlying stuff and how it's affecting Backlund and Coleman's play. Right. So, but either way, we're seeing better Jonathan Huberto over the last, since he's been with those guys. Uh, you know, I love underlying metrics. Yes. Some of the snake oil that is hockey oh, yeah. analytics. Yeah. But some of them make sense. Like possession yeah. numbers make sense yeah. to me because if you have the puck, generally mm-hmm. the other team can't score. It's not really that hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought uh, Kadri was great last night. I thought Huberto was good. Um, how excited was Connor Zary when he scored that goal? <laughs> he was a, like, like a he dog was on a bone, man. Up. He's like, that puck's going to come through. Like, Boom. that was a weak goal Kachetkov let in. He can't do on, that. On Rzitska. Yeah. Like, that thing, he squeezes right through. And yeah. good for Connor Zary to bang right it in. Right and time, good man. on, and again, we always crush the referees all the time when we get a chance. Good on the referee being in the perfect play. position let to let, not blow the whistle. Yeah. The puck was sitting there. Connor Zary skated right through like, it wasn't and even, banged it in. And then you see the reverse angle. Like, that thing squeaked through real quick. It wasn't yeah. like a slow one. It was like, boop. 
Yep. And then just kind of wanted the blue paint got some stuck on some ice there, some you know, some of the ice chips and yeah. I thought I thought in. that was a soft goal by Kachekov, and yep. I thought the Blake Coleman goal was a bit Yeah, of a you softy. can't be doing that. That's one on one either. Um one on one. You got no Ni- pick. Nice little no changing of the angle and he yep. shot it against the grain and sure Govich was great on that, making the he play was. up against the uh, against the boards with uh, you know, Hurricanes were gonna go into that Calgary zone and Sharon Govich was like, nah. Um, at least Rasmus Anderson made up for the gaff in the second in the first period where he was handling yeah, the, the puck, puck like a grenade. The puck was and then bouncing. ended up back in their net. The puck was nasty. Yeah, he, in was, that he was frustrated. How smooth did he look on that backhand when he came in? Mm-hmm. Man, that was like so smooth when he did that. Um, he just came in, puck was there, boop, backhand, top yeah. shelf. Yeah, number four for number four. Uh, the defense has been really good offensively for the Calgary Flames. All right, we got lots to do. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have uh, our day five of Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas, where we open our on-air advent calendar. Um, today's question is, the Flames come back to win games like I always come back to blank. The Flames come back to win games like I always come back to blank. 960, 960, name and location. You'll be, uh, you'll be vetted by one Shan, who's in this morning. One half of the Big Pigeon Show on Sports and Nine Sixty, the man. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's, it's so fine. Good. Oh, I've like, listen. Can I give you? Can I give you some advice? Yeah. You can't. You can't worry what people say about you in this business, George. I love that guy. No, no, hold on. Okay. Let me let me just tell you what they told us in first year broadcasting. I don't okay. know. Hopefully, they did it at the big expensive school you went to. I just <laughs> went to community college. Yeah. So this is what they told us. Not everyone's gonna like you on the air. No. Just the way it is. Like, how many people carved me on the text line? Oh, well, I just fluff it off. Thick skin. Yeah, that's, you got to have a little thick skin here. But huh. at least at least you made them feel something. Yeah. They, they felt like at, you know, 6.15 in the morning on a snowy Friday, probably driving to work, they felt the need to text <laughs> into the Big Pigeon Show. And he feels it every single morning. But that's fine. I love it. Okay. I actually do. It's okay. I appreciate don't, the advice. Don't, don't, don't get your feelings hurt. Okay. Not everyone's going to like you in this business. It's just the way it is. Not everyone's going to like you in life. Yeah, they don't. That's just the way it is. Just got to let it happen. Got to let it be. Thank you, George. All right. Um, what do you got coming Good up advice. on the Rose Report? Well, uh, Patrick Dumont. We'll break down the uh, the Flames and Hurricanes from last night. Uh, week 14 got underway in the NFL with a... Sneaky good game. It was. The over, over was in the first half. Yeah, when the over went over for the first over. half. Love it. Um, yeah, and... Uh, the NHL roundup. Yeah. When did it change at this radio station where people actually started calling you Dumas? What were they calling you before? Dumas. Dumas? I came back the second time and I was like, I'm just going to drop the anglicized version of my last name and go with the French sounding version. Okay. So I was Patrick Dumas. Which Dumas? Dumas is like the general North American. So when way you were in school, it. how did teachers pronounce your name? Dumas. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like my name in Serbian, my last name is. Rusic. Rusic. Because I'm not going to do that on the air. Yeah. I got You got to angle phone it. Oh, yeah. Like angle, yeah. Anglicize it. Anglicize it. Yeah. Because I can't go like, sport the big show with Rusic and Rose. <laughs> Rusic. Like, with that's Georgie just not going to Rusic. Work. Yeah. My, my name is, <laughs> my, my real name is George Rusic. Like, it's the big show with yeah. George Rusic and Matt Rose on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. No. Got to, got to. Anglicize it. Yeah, a I was just bit. like, you know what? Like the author Alexander Dumas. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go. I like it. Patrick. It, it just flows. Yeah. It really flows. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's Patrick. We got one half of the Big Pigeon Show, Shan. And I, uh, GVP was just giggling away over there. It's all good fun. Don't worry about it, Shan. At Thank least you. they took the time to text in. They have a feeling about you. That's yeah. good. Indifference is the worst. Remember that. Indifference. 
All right, big show. Rusich and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Oh, hi there. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. No Rose, a Dumont. And uh, thanks to a texter, I'm so disappointed in myself. Um, Greg and Varsity is like the part in Shawshank where they go, dumbass. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. It's Dumont. Yeah. And I should have remembered that because it's my favorite movie of all time. It's a masterpiece, the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Once it's on, I'm in. Like yeah. I, I got to start watching it regardless of where it is. Yeah, it's like The Fugitive. Yeah. Once it's on, that's it. I'm in. Provasic. Yes, I'm in. I'm 100% in. Uh, top of the hour, uh, we're going to break down the Flames game. Big 3-2 win last night over the Carolina Hurricanes. Frank Saravalli, NHL Daily Faceoff at 7.30. Our big show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, at 8 in studio. And it's day 5 of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas, where we open an on-air advent calendar. Do you know what today is? You didn't look? No, I didn't look. Are you going to be surprised like yesterday? Yes, I'm going to be surprised. Okay, um, we're asking you at 960-960, the Flames come back to win games like I always come back to blank. The Flames come back to win games like I always come back to blank. Uh, you'll be talking to Shan on the text line, <laughs> one half of the Big Pigeon Show on Sports 960, the fan. You should play this up. You guys should be leaning into this. Need merch. No? I, I, I kind of like the name. Yeah, Close I don't think it's time. bad. Big pigeon show. Yeah, not bad. Mike Tyson loves pigeons. He loves them. Yeah, he has, he has a lot of pet. They're very smart. The flying rat is a very smart bird. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, the Rose Report, starring Patrick Dumas, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Calgary Flames, they were in action last night. Uh, continuing their six-game homestand. Just one more left before they head out on the road for threes. You're on a string a couple wins together before they head down to Colorado. But Thursday night, they're taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Dust Wolf getting the start in this one. Uh, blowing our afternoon start theory out the window, George. But hey, I liked it. I yeah, liked that theory. It was all right, but he'll, he's probably going to start Saturday afternoon now. Uh, but hey, either way, he was going to get the going to get a good team, be it last night or on Saturday. Martin Poss was still in Dennis. Denny Gilbert also back in the lineup. Walker Dewar and Jordan Osterley were your healthy scratches. No Andre Shvechnikov for Carolina. Played in Edmonton, took line rushes, but was a late scratch because of an upper body injury. So Brandon Lemieux, some grittiness, takes his spot. Flames looking for a quick start, but they were uh, getting snowed in early. Uh, Wolfie was getting put to the test. Before you know it, yeah, the Flames gave one up. Hold on, here's a shot off the faceoff. They score. Right off the draw, Dustin Wolf looked a little surprised by that shot. And Stefan Nason bounces the puck past him. Yeah, Dubé loses that faceoff. Uh, Jacob Slavin throws it on net. Stefan Nason in the right spot, tips it by, and it's 1-0 Canes. Eighth straight game, the Flames give up the first goal of the game. Yeah, um, can't really fault uh, the kid on that one. But again, like it's it's unbelievable that it's been eight straight yeah. games where the Flames cannot score first. That's super frustrating, and they were talking about it during the broadcast. Like, 
We just don't know, like, what, what, what's the reasoning behind it? Why? And then all of a sudden, the team starts to fight back, and I thought they were much better in periods two and three, which you're going to get to. Yeah, they uh, they sure certainly were. Uh, Flames get a power... Uh, yeah, Dubé loses that face-off. They go down one nothing. Flames get a power play. Much do about nothing. AJ Greer had a nice backhand pass to Blake Coleman, but uh, Kachetkov, he started on time, in the words of... Uh, Mike Babcock, he started yep. on time. Uh, puck bouncing in the, the Flames' end. It was rough. Uh, Rasmus Anderson can't corral. And the Canes, they pounce again. Loose puck in the hurricane zone. And Kotkaniemi will knock it out to the neutral zone. And from there, it's flipped into Flames' territory. Back to the blue line. Orlov with the drive. Scores! Two goals, two tips. Orlov wires it. Michael Bunting gets in a good position. And just like that, it's 2-0 Carolina. Yeah, um, and before that play, Rasmus Anderson handled the puck like a grenade. Oh, yeah which led to that actual uh, goal. And it looked like there was potential that, hey, could be offside when you saw the replay and Mark Savard was on the uh, earpiece with uh, Flames. Yeah, Flames uh, video uh, replay guru, Jamie Pringle. Um, But uh, alas, it was Blake Coleman putting the puck back into the flame zone. So ergo, the puck isn't outside. Yeah. The Hurricanes score. And Dustin Wolf, literally no chance on both of those goals. Yeah, it's two tipped goals. I know a that, beautiful like, tip, that yeah, second exactly. one, too. Uh, but, you know, either way, you, you got to be better in uh, certain lanes and whatnot, trying to avoid those tips. But Flames are down 2-0. Uh, shout out Jonathan Huberto and AJ Greer. Despite them being down 2 nothing and really underwater for a good chunk of that period, I thought... Uh, the two continue to bring that hard work. Greer had a good shift, uh, finishing a check on Chatfield. Huberto made two or three really high-end passes in that opening frame as well. Uh, second period, not much do, uh, doing in the way of action. Thought Martin Possumsil, he's definitely re-earned his spot in the lineup. Had that nice hard forecheck on Kachetkov that led to a chance early on. Uh, Magipane had the nice pass right in front to Lindholm that went off the mask of Kachetkov. The chances were there, uh, and the best, maybe the best play, uh, Dustin Wolf, a uh, big save on Jordan Stahl. Now Burns springs Mark with speeds it up the left wing side, spins and drops, and now Stahl with a one-timer. Great save by Wolf. Yeah, Stahl was frustrated on that one. Uh, Wolf, yeah, he, he let those two goals in, and uh, that was lights out for him. He was good the rest of the way. Yeah, he was very good last night. And watching him in net, and obviously this is something uh, Croner will talk about, uh, the Cobra when he's in studio. <laughs> At eight o'clock, that is Cobra. a nice little uh, name. Nameplate, he got it. Yeah. His other, that is real job. Yeah, the Cobra Gold. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, so um, Dustin Wolf, watching him in that, is it me? And you can really tell the athleticism. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I, I kind of consider myself a bit of a goalie guru. You know that. I kind of have an eye mm. for these things. I like it. I, I don't like understand the just, position. I just, I just feel like he's really fast. <laughs> yeah. And goal like his movements are lightning quick. Like Markstrom's a guy who uses his giant frame, and mm-hmm. he's all about positioning and being in the right spot. But I feel like um, Wolf is more like a bit of an old school guy, yeah. relying up on his down, reflexes and his speed. I just feel like he looks fast in net. GVP, do you, you kind of see the same thing in my way off on that? No, I would agree with you. If you're kind of an undersized goaltender by NHL standards, that's what you're going to have to do to you know compete at this level, and, and that's what he does very athletic he, he said he models his game after jonathan quick and you can kind of kind of see that at times totally can see some quick in that game uh flames gonna need one of those patented third period comebacks excuse me uh flames uh seventh uh, tied for seventh for or, or seven goals or tied for sixth uh that didn't make any sense what I'm, i wrote that up that's, are you all right no no that's, that's wrong uh anyways luke gaznick said it in the intermission Funneling pucks towards the net. The Carolina Hurricanes had the worst save percentage in the league heading into this one. The yeah, Flames just need below to get, 850. Exactly. The Flames just need to get 
pucks on net. Funnel them in. And that's exactly what they did to start off the period uh, with a quick goal early on. Here with a shot stop rebound. Anderson scores! Finally, 45 minutes and 42 seconds in. The Flames put the puck in the Hurricanes net. Rasmus Anderson goes top shelf and makes it 2-1. to one. Yeah, Blake Coleman winning that faceoff. Eager makes a nice uh, shot through, pings around, finds Rasmus Anderson, and number four has his fourth, and the Flames are in business. Keep on funneling. Um, that was so smooth by Rasmus Anderson, yeah. putting that thing upstairs on his backhand. Yeah. It was very nonchalant, and it looked so good. And again, it was coming. The Flames mm. were the better team in the second period. Yep. I thought they did a good job of uh, the forecheck was on for the Flames because I think the Hurricanes did a good job of kind of slowing down Calgary in the first period. But that maybe was Calgary too because there's just something about them in first periods. They just mm. can't get things going. But again, it was building up for the Flames scoring that goal. Uh, I, I didn't really fault Chekhov on that one. But the next one you're going to do? Yeah, a little over. One, this one has an odor too. Yeah, a little over a minute later. Anderson, the score to make it 2-1. He'll pick the puck up, drag it back to the blue line, but he's pushed out by Chatfield, and the Flames have to regroup at center. Here's Anderson ahead. Ruzhitska shoots. It's stopped. It's loose. They score! The guy that made that play really happen wasn't mentioned to that, but Nazem Kadri makes a huge pass night. there at the blue line, gets taken out by uh, by a couple guys, shovels it to Ruzhitska, who shot trickles through. Connor Zary, like a dog sniffing out a bone, pokes it by Kachetkov, and he's crumbling. It's 2-2. Flames roaring all the way back again. Now, again, uh, I thought the I thought the kids were good last night. Yeah, they were. after sitting, uh, watching uh, the game from the press box, took that shot and in the third period, too, where he was just barely getting back to the uh, bench. Yeah. He was, that shot really hurt him. And I always love the move where guys <laughs> on the bench grab a stick and, like, reel the guy in like it's fishing. GVP, you played hockey at a high on. level. Has that ever happened to you where you needed your stick or you reeled in a guy with their stick to get him to the bench? Uh, I've had it before where a teammate's, like, lost his blade before. Okay. And then you've gotten, like, multiple guys, like, push him on the butt, get him into the bench because, like, you right. can't skate when it's just the Help plastic holder and stuff like oh, that. guy's just stranded in the middle feeling. of your zone. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, little past halfway now. Flames killing off a Noah Hannafin penalty, looking to complete this comeback. The Hurricanes had a 2-0 lead on first period goals by Nason and Bunting. Either team tallied in the second. Here comes Coleman and shorthanded. He scores! Blake Coleman rips the puck right into the top corner of the Hurricanes net. The Flames score a shorthanded goal. They have scored three unanswered, and they have taken a 3-2 lead. Yeah, lovely work along the boards by Yegor Sharangovich. Coleman snaps it by Kachetkov. Sixth time the Flames have come back now in the third period. The man, Sharangovich, he's quietly come around, and his work is was showing on that kill. Um, uh, again, yeah, you're right. Sharangovich with a great play. And even right before that, uh, Backlund and Lindholm, solid on the PK yeah. there. And that's another goal Kachetkov's got to have. I, I, again, credit to Blake Coleman. And they talked about it on the broadcast. That's the seventh shorthanded goal that guys have scored against the Hurricanes. There's yeah. just something about the Hurricanes and him scoring shorthanded. It's crazy how that works out. And he literally talked about it on the broadcast. Rick and Kelly talked about it literally seconds before he scored. Uh, he's got six shorthanded goals against the Hurricanes. <laughs> Boom, make it seven. He loves playing the Canes. Under five to go now. Uh, Hurricanes think they have a tying goal thanks to Sebastian Ajo. But Marty Natchez uh, gutting Dustin Wolf's shoulder. Pads like they're a fish. Uh, stick pushes Wolfie out of the way. No yep. goal. Uh, Flames snapped their mini two-game losing streak. They win 3-2. Let's hear from the coach. 
I thought in the second period um, there was a lot of putting pucks behind them and I thought they looked like they started to wear down a little bit and then in the third period I thought our guys played with even more pace and more speed and I think we made it harder on them. So there you go, Husk on uh, where the game turned around it was right in that second period, hard work on the forecheck, uh, not letting Carolina get much of any quality towards Wolf. Did a good job, and they uh, the, their hard work paid off in that third period. Well, if, if you were to show somebody last night's game to somebody who's never watched hockey before, okay, here's the Flames in the first period. Here's what they look like in the third period. How are they the same team? Yeah. Because it's absolutely perplexing. Like, they have the fifth most wins now after trailing yep. after two periods. That's number one in the NHL now. You, you, it's not sustainable. No. Like, it's something we talk about. It's just not sustainable for the Flames to constantly do that. But it's like, how is this the same team? How is the effort in the first period nothing like the efforts in periods two and three? I can't explain it. I'm sure they're scratching their heads (laughs) over it. Take the win, obviously. Dustin Wolf's the story. He's terrific. Big comeback win. Again, this team doesn't quit, and you definitely got to like the resiliency of this team, too, that they they, want to get back into these games. They play for their head coach. I love all of that stuff. It's just it's so frustrating and just Mm mind-blowing why they can't come out of the gate as quickly as maybe they should. Yeah, hopefully uh, they have a better start tomorrow afternoon uh, when they welcome Jack Hughes and the New Jersey Devils to the Scotiabank Saturday. We'll be on the air at 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. in the afternoon with Flames Talk pregame with, with Pat. Puck drop with Derek Wills and Corey Sarge goes a little bit after 2 p.m. Uh, you can also watch that one over on Sportsnet West. The Flames weren't the only team with a bunch of comebacks last night. Let's go to the NHL. 12 other games around the league. Uh, Sabres and Beantown taking on the Bruins. Might have caught this one on Sportsnet. You see this one before the game. Tuka Rask. Yes, that Tuka Rask yeah. was brought in as an e-bug at practice uh, as cover for Jeremy Swayman. The eventual backup, Brandon Boosie, uh, did eventually commute in from Providence. Uh, down to Boston, uh, but for a moment, Tuka Rask was a Boston Bruin again. Uh, to the actual game, speaking of goalies, uh, welcome back Devin Levi. He was recalled uh, because old Uka Pekulukunen uh, was under the weather. Nailed it. Yeah, and uh, he was good on Thursday, making 30-31 saves. Snaber- Sabres snapped the Bruins' three-game winning streak, 3-1. Uh, sh- there's that comeback. What a game in Motown. Sharks and Wings. Ooh. Boy, these Sharks are fun to watch over the last couple weeks as they've climbed out of the cellar. Detroit seeing the debut of one Patty Kane. So weird seeing him uh, in that spoked winged wheel jersey. Uh, for the second game in a row now, though, George, the Sharks erased a multi-goal deficit. Wings scored four goals in four minutes in the second period. The Sharks would then answer back with three in less than three minutes. And you know they were tying this puppy up. And here comes Sturm. Could be a two-on-one on the right. Bailey back to Sturm in front. Score! Nico Sturm with a backhand shot just tied the game with 22.5 seconds left in the second period. This is incredible. Uh, I was watching the yeah, watching the <laughs> TV it? broadcast. Uh, yeah. I think Drew Remenda and Randy Hahn are back together on the Sharks broadcast. I'm pretty sure they brought back Drew Remenda as their color guy. And that's awesome. They were really? one of the best... Uh, uh, play by play. He, did, he, did a, he had a small stint Oilers. on hockey in Canada. Yeah, he was too. the Oilers uh, yep. color guy as well, Drew Remenda. Uh, yeah, that was Sturm's first in 33 games to make it 4 uh, 4 4 uh, or 4 3. And then Sturm's second of the night ties it at 4. Raleigh Frabry gives the Wings a 5 4 lead a little way over midway through the third. Uh, but you know the Sharks were going to stick around. Thomas Hurdle uh, would tie it. And then in overtime, Wallman in deep. Drops it back to the right point off the skate of Raymond. It's poked at by Zetterlin, and he's giving it a race. He might have a breakaway. He comes in, delayed penalty, throws it across. Raymond shoots, and he scores! 
Mikhail Granlund just won the game for the Sharks in the most spectacular comeback in many a year. The Sharks win 6-5 in overtime. E, they in did it, many a they year. They did it like two days ago against the Islanders. They were down 4-1 and yeah. came back and won did, that game. But did, did he just say <laughs> many a year? Many a year. Who talks like that? Uh, this oh, guy. back in many a Mikhail year. Mikhail Granlund just yeah. won the game for the Sharks in the most spectacular comeback in many a year. Sharks win. Sharks um, win. You look, you Six look, five. You look at their uh, again. They they're not dead last in the NHL. No. The Chicago Blackhawks are, but the Sharks have played twenty seven games. Yeah, they played a lot of games. Yeah, they played a lot of games. <laughs> uh, they got the worst winning percentage in the league at three thirty three. Yeah, but even with the big comeback win, uh, their goal difference on the oh, season still minus fifty three. One hundred eleven goals against. That's it's the most good. in the league. But a lot of that was you know That's Vancouver. Many a goal. They had yeah, many a goal. many a goal. They had ten scored on them twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was Dramlin's seventh point in December. Leads all players. Yeah, somebody's got to score on bad teams. Yeah, exactly. Just the way it is. Uh, re- like the Miguel Grabowski <laughs> Somebody's got to score on a bad team. Somebody has to score. Uh, yeah. Oh, got to sign that guy. Leo Komarov was an NHL All-Star, for Christ's sake. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> rematch. Sorry. Rematch of the 90s. Don't, don't text me. I apologize right away. We're fine. We'll cut that out of the podcast. No, we're fine. Cut it out. Rematch of the 93 Cup Final. You might remember that one. Of course I remember uh, Kings it. wearing the same jersey they wore back in 93, just with some chrome domes. Yep. Uh, taking on the Habs Bell Center. Have yourself a night. Quentin Byfield. Two goals and assists. Anzi Kopitar also had three points. Kings shut out the Habs 4-0. Kings 8-2 in the last 10. Uh, Battle of Ontario, Canada. Story of this one will be how will the Leafs be able to roll with another goaltender down? Martin Jones was recalled yesterday for Ely Samsonov, who's sick. Throw Joe Wall to the infirmary. As midway through the third period, Wall looks to make a glove save, then just falls to the ice awkwardly. He's limping, getting carried off. Uh, they do eventually win 4-3. Uh, but here's Sheldon Keefe on a little bit of an update. It's unfortunate, right? You know, like he's been playing so well and he's building such such great momentum here on his season and his career. And um, you know, it's a setback here now. He's, he's you know he's going to miss time for sure. Um, we'll determine the extent of it uh, once we get home. But um, yeah, obviously he's um, he's the big reason why we get two points here tonight. Yeah, uh, not good. So we wait news on Wool. Uh, don't really know what's up with Samsonov. Uh, they've got a. First, he also sucks. Yeah, they've also got a first-year pro in AHL who's been playing pretty good, but I don't know their pecking order with the depth. Leafs in trouble, but still somehow winning a game. Uh, the stinky Blue Jackets on Long Island. That stink would continue. Uh, Islanders. Would put, you say it's mothballs? It's mothballs on those jackets. Okay. Uh, Isles put seven by the poor guys. Uh, they win seven three. Matt Barzell with four points. Uh, Stars visiting DC. Uh, this one getting late. Rupe Hints tied it. And then uh, nothing doing in overtime. Jason Robertson would get the lone marker in the shootout. Stars win 5-4. Lightning and Predators in Music City. Lightning have allowed an Eastern Conference high 94 goals uh, after Thursday night. And uh, only one team's allowed more. That was the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Lightning lose 5-1. They're still the second wild card right now, but they're at a minus four goal differential. Literally, they can only win if Kucherov and Point are producing uh, problems in Tampa. I want to get Frank's opinion on what's going on oh, with the Tampa okay. Bay Lightning because Vasilevsky in his nine starts, he wasn't in net last night. It was Johansson, but Vasilevsky just an eight ninety nine save percentage in nine games. You know, what? and that leads me to something I wanted to talk to Frank about, and maybe we can get Frank Cron's opinion on this too. I think we re, we need to readjust what we think are good goalie numbers in today's game. Yeah, I think they they're coming down. I think that if you can put like a nine ten save percentage together. 
I think probably that would a be decent goalie. Now in today's NHL. Just with the scoring, the way scoring has gone yeah. up, and it keeps going up and up. If Goaltenders are going to keep getting worse. If you can keep <laughs> your goals against below 250, I think that's really And good. it is. Like Vasilevsky, I think, is around 230 goals, yeah. against, uh, goals against average. Tough, man. So, yeah. A lot of scoring in the NHL. Yeah, a lot of it. Uh, remember when the Ducks were flying high? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, since then, the Ducks uh, won their... Uh, since the Ducks won their sixth game in a row on November 9th to move to 7-4, and four, they've lost 9 of 10, 11 of 14, and that continued on Thursday as they were shut out one nothing by the Blackhawks in, my, in what might have been the most boring game in the entire year. Uh, Pete Morazic made 37 uh, uh, games. Can I present Thanks. you Flames and Blues from the Dome? <laughs> yeah, that had three goals. Oh, but still. Uh, this had that one was like, goal. That was like a horse tranquilizer yeah, in the neck. I guess. Go to dart your neck. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Flyers visiting the mullet. Coyotes winners of five straight coming all against uh, the last five Stanley Cup champs. Flyers 6-3-1 and one, playing well above expectations. Both these teams playing well above expectations. You know why? Because John Tortorella is a good coach. He is a damn good coach. He's, he squeezed he's, a lot out of that he's crap. He's kinder. I think he's a little bit kinder now. I, I think the, the, the gruff persona he has in the media... I don't think his players see him that way. No. He's he is a players tougher coach, but they respect him because yes. he's fair. Yes, and like, I, again, he's just a no really good coach. No suits anymore. He's wearing the, like, the jacket, the zip up yeah, jacket, zip the up, sweater. Yeah, yeah. he's Love like it. yeah, he loves that. Like he dad. loves that look. Yeah, he wears he likes a lot of sweaters too. Yeah. When he was he's, he's like he's, Al Michaels in the booth last he's night. Chilly. <laughs> he's chilly. It's chilly behind <laughs> exactly. that bench. He's an older gentleman yeah. now. It's chilly behind that bench. We're, we want to see more of it. But look at all the stops he's been to. Yeah, he gets a lot out of those. He gets results. He does. He gets and this is a results based business. Yeah, retread, but who cares? He uh, gets results. The Flyers did win down in the desert four and, one. And by the way, just just to piggyback on yeah, that yeah. point real quick, how many people are like, oh, I can't believe the Flyers hired John Torrell. What's a stupid hire? Young team not going anywhere. Kind of what you want to have with exactly. It's all about the culture and bringing yeah. back that culture that Philadelphia has lost over the last twenty years. Vancouver's yeah. done it with talking. Damn right they have. Yeah, it's a good uh, point, GVP. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yes, great thank you. point. Uh, Shan, where were you with a point like yeah. that? Yeah, sleeping. Okay. There you go. Uh, Jets you only get points like that on the Big Pigeon Show. <laughs> He's prepping for the Pigeon Show. <laughs> they, they, all they do is sleep. Uh, Jets in Denver taking on the Avs. Key battle in the Central Division. Jets would get out to a 2 nothing lead thanks to Adam Lowry and Mark Scheifele. Nathan McKinnon would make it 2-1 after 20. Second period now. Jets looking again to get that two-goal lead. Need a right. will take a pass. Poke it back in behind the net. Put it back toward the line. Sandberg to the near side here now. Forcia slap shot. He scores! Josh Morrissey with an absolute drive from the point. And Winnipeg has indeed regained their two-goal lead. It's 3-1 for the Jets. Yeah. Calgary Kid has his fourth. That's the game winner. Kyle Connor would get one into the empty net. Jets win 4-2. Top three in the Central separated by just two points. Hellebuck picks up win 250. Wild continue their Western Canada roadie last night in Vancouver. Teddy Bluger's marker just a couple minutes into the third would be the winner. Nux shut out the Wild. Two nothing. Uh, Devils will be Calgary's next opponent. They were taking on the Kraken and uh, and a first for the game winner. Now Brad far side. Sticks been picked up by Skilleter. Here's a centering try. Nemitz scores his first National Hockey League goal. Shimo Nemitz has given the Devils a two one lead. Yeah, another one for the Devils coming up. Simon Nemitz with his first. NHL goal. He's taking second overall in the 2022 draft. That's the game winner. Devils win 2-1. Just three games tonight in the NHL. Blues visit the Stinky Blue Jackets at 5. And then at 5 o'clock on Sportsnet, uh, Ontario East and Pacific. You can watch the Pens and Panthers. And at 7 o'clock, the Oilers host the Wild on Sportsnet West. Thursday night football. 
Week 14 getting underway at Pittsburgh. The 7-6 Steelers hosting the 2-10 Patriots. I was just here to listen to Al Michaels complain. Rough start for Pittsburgh. My goodness, TJ Watt gets Zeke Elliott's knee in the jaw. The first offensive snap for New England. He would come back, go to the blue tent, and he would come back with a dark visor. This sport is rough, man. Uh, feed Zeke. He had a nice catch on the drive and eventually would get into the end zone, opening the scoring. It was 7-0. Patriots. Dangerous under, already looking in trouble. Uh, Maserati Mitch, more like Mazda Mitch. He had one pick, called back because of a hold. Then next, Steelers uh, possession. Trubisky is picked for good. Drabil Preppers takes it deep into Steelers territory. And from there, more good work from Bailey Zappi. The snap shoulder high for Zappi. Drops back, throws back in the end zone. Henry got reaches it. up. He's got his fourth touchdown catch as the Patriots add to their lead. He's got his fourth touchdown pass. Extra point good. New England should do the entire Rose report like that. Oh, God, I couldn't. In that voice. In that voice. New England, 14 points. Already more than they've had in the I last. I like broadcasting. <laughs> and I'm doing play-by-play. <laughs> New England's 14 Don't points. Don't worry about it. We're already more than they had in the last three weeks combined. Mm. Uh, Steelers are bad. Booze raining down around Accusure all night. Fans fed up with this team. Before you know it, Bailey Zappi was slinging it again to Hunter Henry. The second one was super pretty. Halfway through the second quarter, the Patriots were leading 21-3. The total was set at 30 around most books, uh, and it was over before the half. Trubisky finds Deontay Johnson. Uh, and the Steelers get a big score before that, before the half. To cut the lead to the 11, third quarter, nothing much doing until Bailey Zappi has his first no-no of the night. His pass intended for Juju Smith-Schuster gets deflected, and Michael Walker takes it deep down into Patriots territory. Uh, you're going to wish you want to put that one in the end zone because trusting Trubisky in this offense to put it into the end zone uh, was going to be tough. Third and long, Trubisky runs it. Underrated skill of his. Gets the fourth and two, but... Uh, that's the quarter. Renegades playing. Sticks is in the building. Let's go. And they go for it. They turn it over on downs. Fortunately, you know, New England's offense has gone cold, though, at this point. Steelers special teams comes through with blocking a huge punt. Steelers back in business in the Patriots' zone, uh, own end there. And they make good with this gift. Trubisky plows from the goal line, set up planks to another J.C. Jackson hole, this time on Friermuth. Second or two-point conversion good. Steelers now just down by three, getting into the late stages of the fourth. Pats would go three and out again. Steelers couldn't do much with anything. Presley Harvin thought the Patriots went off sides. They likely did because the long snapper was bobbing his noggin. Uh, they always do that. But they call the Steelers for false start. Terry McCauley says, you know, no. Tavai, the Patriots, was offside. Pittsburgh should have had a new set of downs. New England salts this one away. They win 21-18. Big winners, though, last night, the Chicago Bears. Carolina now two games clear of New England for that first overall pick. Let's hear from uh, the losing head coach, Mike Tomlin. We get ready for our next opportunity next week. Uh, it's what we always, always do. Um, obviously, um, this stings, um, but we'll be back. You have a couple more weeks without Kenny Pickett. They're calling for Mason Rudolph. It is the holiday season. I think it's time you give it old Rudolph a chance here. Really? Pittsburgh 7-7 seven and seven right now. They're holding on by the dear life here. Pittsburgh ain't good, man. Um, I I wouldn't say they're not good. They, they, they've been they've been riding the the coattails of their defense essentially all season. But the defense was sleepy in that yeah. first half. You can't lose to the Cardinals and Patriots back to back. Two win teams have come into that stadium yeah. and bullies you. Those are two bad losses. Un, a very uncharacteristic. Coaches get Tomlin fired teams. for that. You're yeah. not firing Tomlin. No, no, no. You're not firing. But coaches. He's arguably the best coach in the NFL. But coaches get fired for stuff like what Pittsburgh's yeah. doing right now. Well, even like the most consistent coach in the NFL. I know Kyle Shanahan's really good, but Kyle Shanahan's one's Zippo. He's never finished under 500. Sean McFay's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bill Belichick has Tom Brady to thank for all his rings and Lawrence Taylor. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Sunday slate, uh, Bucks, Falcons, Lions, Bears, Colts, Bengals, uh, Jaguars, Browns. Trevor Lawrence, he's at practice. He's moving yeah. around like nothing happened. He might play on Sunday. He might play. They need him to play. They need him. Uh, Panthers and Saints, uh, Texans and Jets, Rams, Ravens, uh, Vikings and Raiders in Vegas, return of Jordan Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, sorry. Uh, Seahawks and Niners, you can listen to that one right here on Sportsnet 960, oh. the fan. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, oh. Sunday Nighter, Eagles, and Sorry, I don't, mind, I don't mean to cut you off. Do we have a breaking news sounder? Oh, shit. Can we play something? It doesn't work anymore. Oh, did you just drop a yeah, news bomb accidentally? What is it? Um, John Morosi, uh, MLB Network, the official Twitter account of John Morosi, friend of the show. Uh, source, Shohei, Shohei Otani's decision is in, imminent. Oh, my God. Possibly as early as today. Uh, it was also a flight. Did you see that email that Art sent us? No, yeah, we blow up our we, show. Show We're out of here. We're out of here. We like go to Shohei Toronto. Shohei Otani signs the next 20 minutes, <laughs> bye. See ya. We're deuces. <laughs> We're going have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs> We're what, what about the pigeon show? The pigeon show's the big done, pigeon man. Show. No, big the, pig- no, the big <laughs> pigeon show takes over nationally. That's what happens. <laughs> nationally. Can I do a big pigeon report real quick? What? Okay, what's that? There's a there's a new flight from uh, Los Angeles to Toronto today that just got put. A private flight. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's... No, this could How be How dare you? Same thing happened with Kauai. There's always flights from L.A. to Toronto. It just got put up now. It's a private flight. Okay, I'm sure there's a lot of private flights. Just saying, it's, it's a big pigeon report. Oh, my goodness. What else? Oh, Shohei's real estate agent's been spotted in downtown Toronto today? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, the decision is imminent. Like, that's big news here right now. Like, that is... My stomach's sore. Uh, And Ben Nicholson-Smith says uh, six years ago, Shohei made his decision on December 8th. It's December 8th. (laughs) You know, it's going to be awesome when Croner's in studio and we're like, Hey, Shohei, sign up with the Blue Jays. See ya. See ya, bud. Done. What? <laughs> now we go to the Big Pigeon Show nationally on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. We're not allowed to chase any guests. We're not allowed to do any of that stuff. We're just Toronto. Handle it, boys. Yeah, it's Blair you. and Barker. It's all yours. It's all yours, guys. Yeah, but it should be. It should be like that. Yeah, I'm feeling weird. Mind you, right I now. I was actually on the air when uh, they fired uh, John Gibbons. No, when the they fired not time? John Gibbons, Charlie Montoyo. Okay. I, just... I did a good 15 minutes, and I had to see ya. Yeah, had yeah. a show. It was like the, within the first twenty minutes of my show. I'm yeah. like, okay, Blair and Barker, bye. See you. Enjoy Blair and Barker. Love they, we should have Blair and Barker. Like, unless it's Azam and Shan with the Big Pigeon Show, like breaking the full analysis <laughs> of the show, Yotani. Outside of them, because I think Azam is busy today. It would be too short notice. It sh- we should throw it over to Blair and Barker. But now I'm getting the butterflies. I'm getting weird. Like Just that's weird. I didn't I didn't mean to cut your report. No, no, off, we were done NFL. A, we're right into baseball. But this that's a big story. John Morosi, the official Twitter account of John Morosi. Yeah, let me throw that and my man tweet. John is very dialed. The Shohei Otani decision is imminent. Yeah. Possibly Zildri. T- I am so se- setting myself up to get hurt today. Like, I'm not I am, ready. I'm, I'm, feel- I'm so ready to get hurt. I don't want. No. Yeah. Oh. Because if he signs, it's going to be one of the most incredible sporting moments in Canadian history. And that's not hyperbole. You're talking about, like, arguably the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. Right? Unless, like, you, you go back and you tell me about, you know, the Mick, Mickey Mantle, <laughs> if you're around. Okay, that's great. Or Joe DiMaggio. All right, I get it all. In, in the era of baseball free agency, there's never been a bigger free agent. No. And the guy's a top 10 hitter and a top 10 pitcher all rolled into one. You can argue he's top five in both. Man, this, this is going to happen. But it's imminent. Wow. And we will imminently throw it over to the Big Pigeon Show if, in fact, he does sign.
Yeah, Art, you get up. You're up now. All right, tell us what to do if this happens. No, I know exactly. I know, I know. You got it covered. Uh, NBA in-season tournament semifinals in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Giannis and the Bucks taking on Tyrese Halliburton. And those Pacers. And number zero from the Pacers announced himself to the NBA world last uh, night. One more tweet from John Morosi oh, 31 boy. seconds oh, ago. Oh, my God. Uh, the Blue Jays are a fi- are one finalist for Shohei Otani. One finalist. That's what he said as his decision approaches as a reporter like on MLB Network moments ago. I like how he's like, Blue Jays. Because everybody assumes Dodgers. Yeah, but they're a finalist, so that's official. Like, they're in. <laughs> it's like they're about to release the envelope, like, of who's going to get, you know, the like, who gets the rose. Gets the rose. I had that yeah. actually written in here. Who gets the rose? The Shohei Otani rose. Okay, anyway. Wow. Ahead. It's the skin. This skin. This might happen during our show. It might happen Keep during our show. Refreshing Twitter, guys. Keep on doing this. Yeah. This is crazy. Uh, but yes, uh, NBA in-season tournament semifinals last night. Tyrese Halliburton announcing himself to the NBA world uh, with a hell of a game. And they reset with a new 14. Under a minute remaining. Pacers clinging to a five-point lead. Halliburton tries another three. Bang! Tyrese Halliburton from Man, we are so privileged to live in a world where Mike Breen is calling basketball games. 27, 15, and 7 for Halliburton as the nobody wants them here Pacers knocks off the Milwaukee Bucks 128-119. They're off to play for 500 Gurr and the NBA Cup. Nightcap, Lakers Pels, GVP or Lakers with a resounding performance against Nolens. LeBron, he wasn't going to be denied for a chance at a trophy. Yeah, no, yeah, he wasn't. Man, you could, I didn't know that was a throw to me there. <laughs> I was but throwing like, to you. Okay, man, you can tell LeBron really wants this tournament, though. He's playing he does. with his heart out. Uh, just another trophy to add to the trophy case for him, and they steamrolled the Pels in this one. Pels led by one after the first, <laughs> but LeBron would open up the second with 11 points in a row. He would oh. have 21 before the half. LeBron finished with 30 uh, on 9 of 12, shooting a perfect 4 for 4 from beyond the arc. Reeves pitched in 17, AD had 16 and 15 boards. Lakers win it big time, 133-89 in the final. They'll take on Halliburton and Indiana tomorrow night in the final. Uh, Yeah, man. That was your intern Ben moment. Yeah, Yeah, Patrick. (laughs) I know. Thanks, George. (laughs) It sounded like he was going to do the breakdown. Okay. I know, I know. I didn't. I teed you. Do I need to share uh, advice with you two? Go ahead. I'll take some advice. I think I've said this. Said 1%, it's 1%. Even okay. if it's 1% your fault, it's still your fault. Thanks, George. <laughs> Thanks, George. Can I do we have the Ben clip? I, I don't have that. Matty has it. Has it? Damn it. His win column has been bulging this year. Yeah, Hitman in action tonight in uh, Prince Albert, uh, taking on the Raiders. We'll have pregame at 6 o'clock. Buck drop at the old Art Hauser Center. Goes at 7 o'clock right here on Sportsnet. 960 The Fan. Wranglers also in action at the Dome. Tonight, hosting the Manitoba Moose. That one goes at 7 o'clock. They'll also play at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, and tonight in the AJ, uh, Okotoks Oilers, they're hosting the Brooks Bandits. That's a good one. And then uh, the Calgary Canucks, they're up the road in White Court, taking on the Wolverines at 7. Uh, this broke during the morning report yesterday, but John Rahm, uh, he's headed to live. Uh, the deal is rumored to be more than oh three goodness. years and comes in at more than $300 million. Uh, of course, uh, we'll include an ownership stake in a new team that will be created for Rom. Uh, this is, you know, obviously comes at a weird time uh, as the PGA and Liv are trying to complete this merge. The PGA is also taking in like buyers that they might be bought by somebody. Uh, weird time in golf. Are you guys are you guys going to watch Liv now that this happened? No, like I don't think so. Yet. It's it's. Have, you, have you watched the broadcast? I, I've seen like a little bit of clips of it on like their YouTube thing it's when bad. they first launched. Yeah, I know it is bad, but 
It's bad broadcast. I like golf played the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Not well, team you're golf. just used to it. I know. I'm used and to the only old three way. rounds, and they and they have shotgun starts, and but the broadcast just looks very shoddy. Yeah, like that's what it is. It's not a good product to watch. No, production value down. Show, that's for sure. No, it is not. Um, there's your morning report. Oh, good job. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and the Rose Report, and there's no and good night. And no, sorry, that's, I'm used to that cue. I know. Um, the Rose Report is brought to you by Motors. If you own a BMW, choose Motors for service and repairs. We'll gladly match them. Beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street Southeast. Two things I want to get to coming up as the Flames beat the Hurricanes last night, 3-2. Um, we could see a trade that could be imminent here in Calgary. I'll tell you why. Mm. And I have that private jet tweet that Shan's talking about. We'll do that next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 to fan.